Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our newest episode. Today we're going to have a gaming discussion that we're going to talk about how the hell did Mario succeed where Sonic failed. Now, this is a very delicate discussion because I know there are many Mario fans, many, Son many, many Sonic fans, and this will probably, you know, be one of those debates where people really get wild up. But that's not the point. We're not trying to rile anybody up. We're just trying to see what Mario did right that Sonic didn't do right. And it's not to say that Sonic games are awful or anything, no. We're just making a comparison. So, as far as comparison things go, it's safe to say that Mario, Nintendo, uh, they are doing their best work. Now, I would attribute the first point to Mario to the very fact that, well, Nintendo has... Um, well, it doesn't have lots of franchises, like so many other publishers. It has its own niche um, games, such as Mario, such as Zelda, such as uh, even the Smash Brothers, things like that. They have games that it's completely their own, and they work with their own hardware, not nobody else's hardware. One of the reasons that you can say that Sonic truly thrived before moving on to the ps2 or gamecube at least was because it was their own console so they knew how to maximize everything whereas now well they can't they don't have the same hardware they don't know it like they knew their own hardware and that's probably why that they can't really maximize the potential but at the same time is it really that hard to maximize the potential that much i don't think so like you can say that yes Sony and Microsoft, whenever they're making exclusive games from their own first-party developers, they make amazing games. And it's not supposed to be the same way for third-party developers, but then you can look at somebody like CD Projekt Red. They made Witcher 3. How can you say that they did make a really good game, even though it wasn't exclusive? Red Dead Redemption? GTA? This just goes to show that if you work hard enough on it, it can actually make a pretty good game. But again, Sega doesn't want to wait like five years. They want to put out game as soon as possible. Now, here's another big difference. Nintendo likes to spend time on their games. You may see a lot of announcements coming from them saying that, yes, we have another game coming for you. This is the game. But at the same time, they work really hard on it. They're like working 24-7. They're not, the, they're not just doing it like maybe two days and then say, oh crap, we're so tired. Let's just forget about it and we'll work tomorrow. Come on. They work their asses off. So that's probably one of the reasons why they are doing what they're doing better than Sega. That's probably one of the biggest reasons. Working hard obviously is a huge bonus to any kind of product, regardless of what it is. This can be a video game, this can be a mobile device, this can be a movie, and well, they work hard. Sega doesn't. Sega just has an idea that they think it might be good, and they run with that idea without even thinking, does it even fit? That's another problem that Sega has that they never ever admit. They think every idea must work for Sonic. That's not true. That's not it. Besides, another huge problem that Sega has that it didn't use to, and in fact, it might have been one of the reasons why Sega could have been superior to Mario was that they actually had a plan for the stories. It wasn't just a few games were 
random things happened and things went crazy. No, they actually had an idea. They knew what they were making. They did create characters to help the story, to advance the story and moved on. But now they don't have any idea. In fact, you can clearly see that if there are maybe four teams working on four different Sonic games, they have no idea what the others are making and they don't even care. This isn't a good thing. This shouldn't be something normal to people thinking like, well, what the hell? Come on. It's like, we're just making games. No. One of the reasons I actually liked Sonic more than Mario was that there was actually different stories and advancement for characters. But now, you don't see any of that. In fact, Mario has done the smarter thing for themselves. Not the smarter thing overall. Don't get, don't quote me wrong, but rather for themselves. They know that if they have a good idea for a story, they can keep it the same, but change the events leading up to it, making it more exciting. You know the outcome, but do you know where to get to that point? How you get to that point? What is the final boss is going to be like? You don't. For example, Legend of Zelda fans for a long time have theorized that all of these stories where the premise is pretty much the same, that they are happening because somebody is telling the tale of Link in a different way. Like they're saying that you know there are different stories, people are telling it in different versions, so that's why every time the conclusion and beginning is the same, but the events are different. You can say the same thing for Mario even. So that's probably why they succeed in their own terms. But when it comes to Sonic, they no longer have any plans. They're just pulling them out, putting a stupid story on top and thinking people will swallow that. Well, they won't. They actually want Sonic to progress. One of the reasons why Sonic in 3D World was different from Sonic 2D was that this story was actually more mature and it was an emphasis. But now, it's not. Another thing that probably Mario does way better than Sonic is that even though it's usually the same concept, the gameplay idea changes a lot. And it's a good thing. Mario is a platforming game. It's supposed to be. Okay. But they have to do a platforming in a way that fits Mario. So they knew that, okay, Mario is known for eating mushrooms, for powering up, going into, I don't know, like little pipes <laughs> coming up. They knew this is what people liked. It was a platforming thing. Not like Sonic, which was a fast-paced one. They thought this was a slower one people actually enjoyed. So they took it to the 3D, sometimes even 2D, with, with Mario Paper, and they applied that same mechanic of platforming, but in a different way. Like they added a few gameplay ideas here and there that worked really well. So they thought to themselves that, okay, the, basis, the basic thing is the same. However, we are adding this and that to make it even more fun. They added many new mini-games, they added more colors to the world, making it more exciting, things like that. They thought, this is really good. Let's add this and that. Basis is the same. Let's work on this new gameplay idea, perfect what we already had, and give it out. Now, what does Sega do? They think, hmm... Sonic is about being a fast hedgehog running through different stages, 
and things like that. What if we made him really slow, as a you know yin yang kind of thing, and made him look like an idiot, and the game will sell millions, right? No. Then they go, how about, and hear me out, how about, hear me out, we add another set of Chaos Emeralds, which are not emeralds, they're like stupid jewelries that don't have the same power as that other one, but you have to collect them, and you're in the world of the Black Knight, and Sonic is going to fight him. No. Okay, hear me out again. What if? What if? No. No, please hear me. No, shut up. See, <laughs> this is what they should act like when they're pitching games. But Sega's like, I like that idea. Here, grab my money. Then they're like, okay, let's go make the game. How long until the game is finished? Three months, usually. Yeah, nobody gives a shit anyway. All right, go make it. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that even possible? How do you guys not care? This is the problem with Sonic. Not only do they not care about Sonic anymore, they don't care what mechanics makes the Sonic games perfect. There's the speedy stages. Look, it can get repetitive if it's way too many speedy stages, but it can't. Take a look at Sonic Mania. People love that game. That game got a lot of great scores, which Sonic hasn't seen that kind of scores in a long time. Add a story. We're fine with that. Make the stages as they are as fast-paced as possible, add mini-games that can be fun, and go with it. I remember there was this game on my PS Vita, which I downloaded the demo for, Sonic All-Star Racing. It was actually not bad. It was actually kind of fun because it was fast, and that's supposed to be fast. Then there was this game, I remember everyone playing it. It was Sonic on a hoverboard kind of thing. Not only was it so damn good, but the music, the levels, the way you could, you know, go up and down in the middle of the air, do some stunts, that was something new and worked for Sonic. But the second one I hear was terrible. How did you mess that up? Problem with Sonic and Sega is that not only do they have no plan whatsoever for anything, they just put out ideas, not even half-baked, like even like a second they put into the oven and took it out. The ideas are not even complete. Not at least for the pre-development stage, there's nothing complete. But they make it anyway. Mario, on the other hand, they love it. And they work their asses off, whether it's a spin-off or a main game. Because they know their quality should be high. That this is a brand. You can't just leave it into the air and think like, okay, so we're good. Let's finish this. Dude, this is not the same. They, they don't do that. They know that they, people care about these characters, that they should make good characters. They should work hard. Mario doesn't introduce a lot of characters into the world. They don't want to expand it that much because they already can control all these characters and put them to good use. Sega, on the other hand, they have way too many characters that have never been fully developed. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a Dark Sonic game. I would love that. In fact, I had that idea for a long time, but I know Sega would never go for it. Imagine a world where, you know, everything is gloomy, dark. Sonic is being killed by a new version of Metal Sonic, and he's super OP now. 
and now they have to rely on somebody else to do the dirty work and nobody can face this guy it can be interesting if they make it interesting Sonic is kind of a franchise that has the capacity to go dark in a nice way that doesn't hurt the story at all but at the same time it also has the capacity to suck if they don't work on it unfortunately like I would say Sega is wasting so many ideas I'm still waiting for the day they announce Sonic Adventure 3 and they continue that story without harming anything else I don't care about Sonic 2 you know 2006 I don't care about Sonic Heroes none of that I just want a Sonic Adventure 3 that truly lives up to the name Sonic Adventure it's not that difficult all Sega needs to do now is to actually have a plan Make a little story like, I don't know, Marvel Cinematic Universe style. Tell yourself, okay, this is what we're going to do. These are the games. These are now spin-off games that we're not going to even pay attention to the story, but the story is going to be at least good enough to make sense. That doesn't interfere. Now, many people would say, hey, you're doing the same thing Sega's doing. No, there's a difference. When you're making a main game, obviously you put your every single force behind it. To make it the best possible. But when you can't afford to put the same energy behind spin-off and main game, you have to kind of divide it. And I think the best di- dividing here can be that basically they come and say, okay, we cannot put that much emphasis on spin-off now, but let's make it interesting enough so that when we can, we will. Sega must turn this around. I don't think it's that difficult developing for PS4 and Xbox One if everybody else is doing it. I think currently they need good ideas. They need to work hard. Nintendo isn't doing something extraordinary that people think that, wow, they're doing something fantastic. No, it's their console. They know how to use it, obviously. At the same time, they know that it's important to keep the basics of Mario the same while adding new mechanics that will work with this and fully develop it. They work their asses off. Sega? They don't. I'm still perplexed by hearing that Sonic Forces was being worked on for only six months. How is that even possible? The ideas are all good, but nobody works on them. Well, know how I know that idea was good? Take a look at Dragon Ball Xenoverse. You create your own character, you fight with the characters that you like, fight beside them or with them or against them, whatever, and it truly worked. Now, Sonic Forces had the same chance. Sonic is doing really well in the art, in the comics world that they have, in fan fiction world, mainly because there's so much love behind it. There's actual care. Sonic is not doing well when it comes to video games because that love is not there anymore. Mario doesn't do comics. Mario doesn't do TV shows. Sonic has done all of that. But how many of them do you know that truly succeeded? Archie Comics version of Sonic obviously succeeded. But why? Because there was actually love behind this, just like there was love behind Sonic Mania. Sonic should be, I don't know, I don't want a reboot at this point. I just want them to make different versions of him and say that we continue this on our own ver- on, in our own way 
and just do it. Do it with absolute care and love. Make it the best. If Mario is succeeding, it's nothing that is completely out of the uh, normal. It's not. Take a look at something like GTA. How does GTA always nail nails it every single time? Because it knows what people like. It adds to it. It makes changes to it that make sense. Works on those changes to make it even better. But they first think, does it work in GTA's world? You don't see, for example, GTA giving you a big damn ship and telling you to drive it. Because they know that this will be an infamous level in the game. So instead, they work on other things. Adding new airplanes, cars, motorcycles, everything. Adding more violent missions. Creating three different characters to cater to each person. Giving you an experience that is completely unique. Sega needs to work harder. Nintendo isn't doing something truly new, but they're doing it carefully. If Sonic came with a with an actual story that with a great idea, just like Sonic Adventure 1. See, this is another thing that should be noted. Sonic Adventure 1 knew that people loved fast-paced actions. So they added stuff that made this even cooler, like new shoes, armband, things like that that would help the gameplay improve, but the gameplay remained the same. That's why Sonic Adventure really, really worked. And the mini games, they were fun. Chow, it was actual mystery how it worked. I'm not talking about some other levels, like Knuckles, Sonic, E-102, I think it was the name, or Big. Big the cat. People hate him for some reason. I actually enjoyed his levels. But you can see that even those levels were their own unique self. But the basic, which was Sonic, was the same. And those characters had things that improved their game in a big way. The story was actually nice. They worked on it. They interconnected it. Everything was done right. But you don't see the same effort with a game like Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 with Shadow the Hedgehog. You don't see the same force of energy put into Sonic Forces. But then you see Mario. Mario World. Mario Paper Mario. I don't know. Things. Mario Odyssey. These are some of the games that they kept what made Mario Mario and they added new ideas that were actually cool. And they really worked on it. Sega is just like, new ideas. Put them out there. Don't work on it, just put it out. So this is the big difference. Mario is a really good character. I'm not hating him. I'm not you know, dissing him in any way. I'm just saying, Mario isn't exactly something completely unique. None of the Nintendo games are. But what makes them truly unique to get so many great scores is the fact that they put a lot of love and care. They put in some really good gameplay work on it and make it the best version possible. They bring something new and innovative to the table every time. That is really difficult to do and it truly excuses you from having the same basic story but different events. It truly does excuse you. Like if you enjoy the game so much, why is there a need to actually care to say like, 
okay, the story sucks. It's the same shit. <laughs> you just think to yourself, wow, this really works. So, Sega, do your best. Go on, do what you need to do, and make every single Sonic fan proud. It's not enough that you make 20 games and none of them are good or even average anymore. Somebody once actually told me that Sonic fans um, don't like their games anymore. They just, you know, they're toxic because they don't think you know, the, games are, the games are average or any good. Well, the fact is when you see a company that actually made some really, really good games and now they're just churning them out like it's nothing and they're all subpar, obviously fans are going to be sad. I don't think that everybody is out of line to say that, yes, we are sad that this is the way Sonic has been handled. And when you see fans doing it, it's much better. Sonic CD was ported to Android in the worst way possible. A fan did a way better job than Sega. That is telling you something. That is telling you that Sega doesn't give a shit. Do they? No. They don't really care. Not anymore. They're just like, okay, so let's just, you know, put this out there. It probably sell because fans like it. Dude, we are fans. We do love it. But like this, let's just, let's just hope that the developers start to care more and that we actually see good developers producing these games like fans, because I know if they do, it's going to be fantastic. So, that's pretty much it. I just think that Sega needs to take notes from Mario and Nintendo as a whole. Not just Mario series, but just Nintendo as a whole. Because you can see that Nintendo truly knows, truly took note, maybe, of Sonic and took it for themselves. But Sega forgot that, yeah, we had the formula but we pretty screwed it up. Okay then, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode as we discussed how and why Mario succeeded in a place where Sega didn't. And they became so, so bad that they had to make games for their own rival. Wow, how bad is that? <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you guys very soon. As we have some really, really cool episodes coming soon. And besides, I might actually do um, another episode on Dragon Ball Super, Super Dragon Ball. What the hell was the name again? Dragon Ball Heroes. I'm just going to say that. Dragon Ball Heroes. Mainly because I think that, you know, because I watched the Japanese version without the subtitle, I maybe have missed on so much. In the story-wise, so I'm gonna watch it again and maybe do some theory or something. I don't know if people like theories based on Dragon Ball Heroes, but we're gonna still do what we can. So thank you guys for joining. See you guys very very soon.